It is fantastic to be here with you, and I mean that. I'm not just uh, saying that because you should say that. My respect for this couple over here is incredible to say, hey, we're going to move to another state, we're going to pick up people, and we're going to go out and start a church. And we did. We started a church about at the same time, and um, it's been an incredible, incredible adventure uh, being on sign, kind of the, the same path a little bit and uh, just seeing how God works. It has been a blast being out here skiing. Uh, never skied uh, out here in Utah before, so getting to know the Park City Canyons area a little bit. And you guys actually have good snow. You actually have good snow. And, you know, you can learn a lot about people when you're riding up the chairlift. And that's where I apply my spiritual gift of eavesdropping. (laughs) I do. I I apply that spiritual gift in a a multiplicity of places. Restaurants, oh, great place. And and, and, uh, in lines at places. And you can just learn what people think about other people. Like right now, there are a lot of opinions about our president. There are a lot of opinions. You get it all over the map. And when you think about it, certain people stick out in our minds. Some for the positive and some for the negative. Uh, There's some people, we we don't even have to bring up kind of like the negatives. Uh, When you think of a fun place, maybe you think of uh, this guy right here, Walt Disney. You think of a guy who has created absolute fun places around the world. And then uh, you think of uh, another individual. When When I hold this up, who do you think of? Steve Jobs. I want to tell you, wherever I travel in the world, there's iPhones. I can go into Maasai land in Africa where people don't have anything, but they have phones. It's craziness. But who do you think of when you think of just like a selfless servant? Mother Teresa. I remember Mother Teresa hearing a story about her that for her charity, the charity was given a limousine. She never sat in the limousine. Not one time. She sold it immediately so that there would be more funds to help the less fortunate. I remember hearing about and reading the transcript of what Mother Teresa said at a prayer breakfast in front of the leaders of our land. She didn't care who she was in front of. She only wanted to represent Jesus. When I think of people who stick out in our minds I think that there's one who stands above all others, and that's Jesus. And today I want to share several words that highlight Jesus. Several words where he stands out. And for some of you, this may be a review. Others of you, you may be just checking this out. One of the reasons that I feel an affinity with a church like UK2 is this, is because at this church, all people, wherever you're at, in your spiritual adventure, in your spiritual pilgrimage, you are so welcome here. 
You may be seeking Christ and you may be coming out of a bad relationship in your perception with God or with other people. And you don't even know if this all adds up. You're so welcome here. Maybe you've just stepped over the line of faith and you're saying, what does it mean to spend time with God on a daily basis? What does it mean like Dave was up here and and, and discussing that out of a generous, grateful heart, we give back financially. It's not an obligation and you're saying, I'm just discovering that. And then some of you are in that 7-Eleven thing. You pick and choose what you want out of Christianity. But God's saying it's not pick and choose because when you, you see that God God's been fully committed to us. We want to be fully committed to him. And so Jesus, it may be a review for some of you and for others of you. This may be the very day that you ask Christ to come into your life. And isn't it great that God accepts all of us wherever we're at in all of those categories and many more. Word number one, leader. He's the ultimate servant leader. In fact, it tells us in the book of Mark, it goes Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the Gospels. And by the way, if on a regular basis you aren't reading God's Word, I want to tell you there's nothing that is more important on any given day. There's no email that's more important. There's no, there's no Instagram that's more important. There's no Facebook that's more important. There's nothing more important than spending time with Jesus. I call that TWJ, time with Jesus. That time where you get into the word and it has a freshness, it inspires us, it instructs us, it kicks our butt sometimes. But it's a good kick in the butt. And so in Mark, it says that Jesus, the leader, he didn't come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a ransom for many. He was the incredible leader. He knew how to handle the masses. He knew how to handle the smaller groups. He was incredible on the one-in-one. And yet he had also his group, the group of the 12, but he even had his favorites because there were favorites in the group. One of the ways that I think that he masterfully showed his leadership was this, was when there was the situation of 5,000 people that need to be fed, but 5,000, that was just men. In a conservative sense, there were 15 to 8, I, I, mean, I mean, there were literally uh, like, you know, 15 to 18,000 people there. Jesus says, the leader, he goes like this and he says to Philip, hey, what do you think it would be like, uh, can, you, can, you, can you get some food together for these people? They're getting hungry. And he knew what he was saying. Philip freaks and he goes, you don't even pay us enough for this. Are you kidding me? How would we feed them? And all of a sudden, here he goes, his propensity towards children. And he he just goes like this, and he says, well, there's a boy over there. He's got five loaves. He's got two fish. Bring that. And God will multiply it. By the way, you may not believe this, but I want to tell you, God wants to multiply in your life today. God wants to use your giftedness today. You have gifts that nobody else gives, and God wants to maximize that today. And what happened? There were literally, literally 15,000 people that ate, 12 basketfuls left over. What does that tell us about God and his leadership? God can always use little 
to create much more. There's some of you here today that you go, I'm nothing, I can't get on this stage, I can't sing, I can't speak like Dave, I can't be like that bald-headed guy from Michigan. I mean, you know, that kind, uh, no, 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 no. I was so humbled. Just this morning praying, going, God, why would you use a guy that was raised in a 900-square-foot house Why would you use me? Because God can use little to create much. If we're just faithful. What we learn about Jesus' leadership is this, is he was such a multiplier. He worked with those 12 guys. And if it wasn't for what he instilled in those 12 guys, we would not be seated here or standing here right now. He was always teaching. Can you imagine the impact on that little boy's life? Can you imagine the impact on the disciples? Can you imagine the impact that was on thousands and thousands and thousands of people? His leadership can be summarized in Philippians 2, 3, where it says, don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble. Thinking of others is better than yourselves. This past summer, I was uh, in Kenya, and we were there checking out a mission station that our church venture and another church from New York um, put together. Uh, we both put in uh, quite a sum of money like you do with what you're doing on the trip that you're coming up on. And uh, we were going there because we had sunk a well. And we just don't go in and sink wells because I say, if you don't give them Jesus too, there aren't enough drinking fountains in hell. They need both physical water and they need spiritual water. And so we were going and checking out this mission station that we, that we had put in with a well and a church, and a medical facility. And while there, there was another guy and myself that we were training uh, to run a half marathon. And actually, it was an initiative called the Hope Water Project where we were raising money uh, to sink more wells among the Pocock people in Sudan and in Kenya. And so while we, while we were there, we were training, and coming from in Detroit, where it's about 200 feet above sea level, and immediately going up to five to 6,000 feet above sea level, like kind of it is in this area, we were sucking some air. And we would run, and we were going up, and we were in a mountain region. There was no flat parts, and so it was mountains, and it was up, and it was down. But I was talking to a guy there that went along with me, and his name was Dave. And, and Dave's an educator, and you, you like that name, Dave. Let's give it up for all the Daves right now. And nothing like sucking up to the pastor there, huh? All right? And so um, we, we were running. We, we would stop and get breaks. And one day we had to do like, uh, we had to do like a long run. We had to do like an eight-miler. And so I said, you know, I don't want to carry water. So we had one of our drivers follow behind us with like energy bars and water and that kind of thing. And I remember being up on the, this one, just this one mountain overlooking this unbelievable valley. And Dave just opened up and he just said this. He said, um, he said, I love what I do. 
but I don't know if it's what I'm going to be doing forever. And let me tell you, he's a principal at a school. But I've seen Dave allow God more and more and more and more lead his life. See, some of you right now, you've got one foot in and one foot out and you're doing the hokey pokey. And God says, both feet in. What I respect about Dave, this guy I was running with, is this. He said, I'll be content and I am going to be the best principle that God has ever wanted me to be, but I am open to picking up everything and leaving and going and doing whatever God wants me to do. He's my leader. That's Jesus. Let me ask you a question. I mean, be honest. Is Jesus your leader? I hear people all the time. You know, from Michigan, people all the time go like this. We're moving to Florida, man. We're getting out of this. It's too cold, man. It's too gloomy. If God calls you to go to Florida, go to Florida. I've got one guy. I love him to death, but he goes, it's always been my plan. I'm going to Florida. I said to him, what does God say? And basically, he gave me the look like, I don't know that God has a part in this decision. That's my plan. That's what I do. That's what I've always wanted to do. What if God's leading you to go to Alaska? If he's really our leader, we never tell God what we're going to do. We always ask him if what we're thinking and what we're contemplating is in his plan for our life. Because ultimately, that's where we find the most, most purpose and fulfillment. Jesus came to be our leader. I know that some of you, you're here to see people who be baptized. And right now, you may be going, oh, really? That's okay. The struggle is great. But Jesus came to be our leader. Not only did he come to be our leader, word number two, in fact, when I say L, would you say leader? L? Leader. L? Leader. And some of you go, whoa, 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 whoa. You obviously used to speak for youth. No, I want to tell you, as a communicator, I want us to leave today having taken the word of God because thy word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. And the more that we put in, and the more that we can bring to our remembrance, the more that we'll be like him. And so the second word is example. So when I say E, would you say example? E? Example. L? Leader. E? Example. Jesus came to show us how to live, to learn, to love, to laugh, and to lead. He's the one that said, turn the other cheek. He's the one that said, don't be a one-miler, be a two-miler. He's the one that it was totally summarized in the book of James where it says, be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to anger. You know what the quick to listen there is? Most people think that's to be a better listener. No, it means to be quick to listen to the word of God, then slow to speak because God's giving us the words to say, and then we will be more apt not to be angry. 
That's, oh, that gets applause. All right, good. A lot of people are going, that sucks because uh, then I can't get ticked off today. Can I, did I, can I say sucks here? No, maybe not. Do you have comment cards here? Because if you do, it'll be all rung up right now, okay? Philippians 3.17 says this, Dear brothers and sisters, pattern your lives after mine and learn from those who follow our example. You see what the writer there was saying is, I follow Jesus. As a result of following Jesus, I'm becoming more and more like him. As a result of what you see in me, you can also apply that in your own lives because Paul, the writer of that, followed the example of Jesus. Some of the younger people probably don't know this name, but most of the people know here a guy that was probably known as as, you know, America's pastor, but you don't hear as much about him anymore because of his age, Dr. Billy Graham. I'll never forget when Billy Graham, a few years back, was being interviewed by Diane Sawyer on, I don't know if it was 2020, I don't know what it was, but she was interviewing uh, Billy Graham and I, I, I wanted to watch it because a lot of times correspondents like that, journalists like that, People like that, when they're interviewing somebody that has a strong faith, they'll try to throw something in and throw them off. But my respect for Diane Sawyer really went up because there, was, there were no curveballs. And I don't know this for sure, and I never wrote the station to find this out, but usually in those sections you get about 10 to 12-minute interviews, then they break, then you, and you get three in. And I believe that Diane Sawyer called an audible and said, we're doing this interview longer because it, was, it, 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 it wasn't a third section in the hour. It became a two-thirds section. And then I'll never forget this. At the very end, Diane Sawyer asked this question of Dr. Grant, Billy Grant. If you get to heaven like you think you will because you know Jesus, what would you like Jesus to say to you. And Dr. Graham, because he had spent so much time with Jesus, literally looked down in humbleness, just like the verse that we just talked from and went like this. He looked down and then he looked up with all the humbleness and he said, I would give anything to hear, well done, thy good and faithful servant, but I don't know if I'll hear that. And I thought, if Billy Graham isn't going to hear, well done, thy good and faithful servant, then just give me an igloo in hell. <laughs> but he had spent so much time with Jesus' example that at that moment, he responded just like Jesus. That's why we spend time in God's Word. So this attitude of Christ will also be in us, Philippians 2.5. Let me ask you this. Who's your example? And we can have many examples. But is Jesus your ultimate example? He's the L, 
Ooh, got to pay attention here, see? He's the L. He's the E. And the third word he is S, sacrifice. S. It says in John 15, 13, there is no greater love than to lay down one's life for one friend's. I'm, I'm absolutely amazed. Every time I read what Jesus did for you and for me. Not saying this to be sensational. When, when, when I th- if I walked up to one of you right now and we got in an argument and a dispute and I went up and went and I spit in your face, that would be despicable. It would bring out in every guy in this room, very few guy would not come up and it would create a brawl. They literally spit in his face. They took a crown of not little pickers. But I was in Texas not too long ago, and I'm thinking, how does something this brutal even grow in this place, these long thorns? And they took a crown of thorns, and they smashed it on his head. They flogged him. You know what flogging is? Flogging is literally leather braided together with a wooden handle at the top. At the end of the braided leather, there are strips of leather. At the end of the strips of leather, there are pottery. Basically unrecognizable. Spit blood. Why? Because he did for you and me what we are not capable of doing ourselves. Taking our sin, paying the price. And if anybody could have said, go to hell. Instead, he said, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. That's sacrifice. You can see it. Dave didn't ask me to say this. You can see it in his demeanor and in his bones when he gets up here and speaks that he'll forever be indebted for the sacrifice that Jesus has done for him. Think of my wife who's here with me, with me. I will never, ever forget that. The greatest celebration is in fact Easter because when I realize on Good Friday what Christ did for you and for me, what he did for me personally, and when I ask him to come into my life to forgive me my sins, I know that in fact I am forgiven because he was the perfect sacrificial lamb. He is above all other gods. I am offended when people say, well, you know, basically all gods are the same. No, he is God, capital G, above all gods. He is Lord, capital L, above all small L, all lords. He accomplished which no other 
God has ever accomplished. He took your sin, my sin. He put that, but he rose from the grave. He is alive. He is not dead. And because of that, I live differently. You live differently if we accept that invitation. He is the ultimate leader. He is the ultimate example. He is the ultimate sacrifice. He is the unique God. Do you know him? And there are some of you, believe it or not, today you came in and you've never stepped over that line of faith, but today you can step over that line of faith and you can say, dear Jesus, I want you to be my leader. Dear Jesus, I want to live more for you, with you. I want you to be my example. Jesus, you are my sacrifice. I owe everything to you. Everything to you. And maybe you came today just thinking, I'll do this, but then it's Super Bowl time, or I'll do this, and then it's time to go on a hike, or I'll do this, and because we've got the epic pass, we can go skiing, and God had something far more intended for you today because you can have a personal relationship with Jesus. And for those of you who have a personal relationship with Jesus, I want to ask you this question. Are you on a regular basis communicating to the people you work with, to the people in your family, that Jesus is the leader, that Jesus is the example, and that Jesus is the sacrifice? We had something uh, very interesting happen at our church in the last few months, um, there was this um, lady who came, and when I was introduced to her, I found out uh, um, she's, she's like in her 40s, and, and she's becoming blind. What we, has, we've put more of the story together, the truth is, is she had a heart attack, and she was literally gone, and they brought her back, and she has life, but she can't see now. She wanted to commit suicide. Uh, because she goes, how can I be a mother? How can, how can I be a wife? How? And so she literally is going to Grand Rapids, Michigan, Monday through Friday. I don't know how to say it any different to, to learn how to be blind. And now she comes into our church and I always go real close to her and I go, Stacy, it's bald-headed preacher. It's bald-headed Terry. She goes, give me a hug. Give me a hug. So just like on this Sunday, well, similar to this Sunday, a few weeks back, we were having our baptism experience and we do something adventure church called spontaneous baptisms. And we say to people, if, if, if you weren't thinking of getting baptized, but your next acts of obedience is baptism, then we're prepared for you to be baptized. And we say there's no excuses because we have blow dryers. And there's no excuses and, 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 and we have underwear. And, and there's no excuses. And so in between the first and the second experience, somebody came up to me and they said, we think Stacy's. she just came into church and she's going to get baptized. We do it a little different. There's not a right or a wrong. I got done with my part in the experience. We call them experiences at, at Adventure Church. And the reason we call them experiences is this, is we say the minute the turn signal goes on to get into our parking lot, the experience begins. We want people to experience Jesus. 
And so I went and changed. I come out, and there's Stacy. And I said, Stacy, I said, you're just going to have to trust me. She looks in my direction, and she goes, I will. I'll never forget, I was, I was in the, the tank like this, and all of a sudden, Stacy comes up, and we have a ladder, and we had to walk every, we had to help her with every step. And I said, Stacy, step over right now with your left, and I'll, I'll take your foot and put it on the thing. And she got in the tank, and she said this. She said, I didn't want to live. She said, but I've accepted Jesus. And I know I can be a great mom and I can be a great wife. And God has a purpose for me as long as he gives me breath. And every day, he gives me life. There wasn't a dry eye in our auditorium. We helped fill the tank. What about you? Is Jesus your leader? Is he your example? Have you experienced this sacrifice? And if today you say, I don't know that I knew Jesus before I came in here, but I'm not leaving here today without knowing him, ask him to come into your life. And it's not an easy believism. It begins a journey with Jesus. And you're not going to change immediately overnight, but you'll begin to see change instantaneously because it says, if any man or woman be in Christ, they are a new creation. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things become new. And for those of you who came today and you went, yeah, that's nice. There'll be a baptism today. If you've never been baptized, today, is your day for obedience. And K2 has made it available that after this service, you can be baptized. Doesn't say believe and think about it. Believe and pray about it. Even though a class is offered and we do the same thing, believe and take a class, it says believe and be baptized. And I know what some of you are saying. Well, I was baptized as a Catholic. I was baptized as a Lutheran. Do you remember that? Jesus was baptized as an adult. And if it's good enough for Jesus, it's good enough for you and me. I hope that every single one of us here today will not forget L. E, S, and we will live that out like these people who today are going to be baptized.